Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lunch with Lyde. I'm your host Lyde and I'm super glad and super excited to be back with a new episode for you guys. Because it's been a minute, I recognise that, I know that. I <laughs> I don't know what to say, oh my god, but I'm glad I'm back. I've been very busy and I'm very grateful to every single person who's reached out um, and asked for another episode. Because you guys are amazing. Um, as you can tell by the title, today's episode is called POV, You Asked Me About My Favourite Book. Which means, if you haven't decided yet, that I'm going to be talking about books all episode, like throughout the entire thing today. Books, books, more books, and then even more books. Ebooks, paperback, hardcover, fiction. I mean, fiction is a very broad umbrella. Fantasy, adventure, romance, contemporary romance, Nigerian fiction. Oh. We, we just getting started baby so put on your seatbelt and let's get ready technically you're not putting on a seatbelt because you know it's lunch you should be getting your bowl of jollof because it's about to what go down let's get started Okay, welcome back. Um, so what I decided to do with this episode is essentially start off a new series. Um, if you know me in real life or on Twitter, I love talking about books. And a while ago, actually, on my podcast account, I kind of started this hashtag Light Days Library um, for to kind of just like share some of the books that I was reading and you know, give reviews and recommendations for what people should read. And I decided recently that, you know what, it'd be very nice if I could talk about these books because I've always wanted to do like like book reviews and be like, so, hey, guys, this is what I'm reading right now, you know. Um, so I've decided that at least every month I will be doing um, a, an episode for Lyday's Library where I talk about some of the books that I'm reading and what uh, some of the books that I've read, really. Um, to give recommendations because I've read a lot of books and I cannot talk about all of them in one episode. So I'm going to do at least four books every episode, um, starting with this one. And yeah, we'll see how that goes um, from there. So um, currently right now, just by title of the episode, POV, you asked me about my favorite book. Um, the books that I'm going to be talking about today are not all from one um, category, even though they're kind of like under like one big umbrella, but they're not all from one category. Um, so I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite books that I've ever read in terms of writing style, um, in terms of just like the emotion in the book, um, and also as well as just, you know, the story and the ability to, um, visualize because you know obviously like people don't just I don't read fiction just to read words really you read fiction so you can play a movie in your head you know um so yeah without further ado let's go in no particular order well actually in all particular order do I do save the best for last or start off with the best I don't even know (laughs) okay um (laughs) I'll start off with um the best book I would say the book that really sent me on some kind, I don't know what kind of path it is really, or it was as a reader where um, when you start to read a book and this book just takes you on like this whole moment of awakening. And this isn't like a self-help type of book, but it's more so like improving your appreciation for writing as a form of art. 
Um, and that book for me was none other. <laughs> hashtag drum rolls, please. Where did this hashtag? Okay, so I've been watching The Circle on Netflix recently. And with everything that they do is hashtag this, hashtag that. But people don't talk like that anymore. So I feel like because I've watched that a lot recently, that's why like hashtag is in my vocabulary. I hope it goes away. But anyways, um, it was a good show too. If you wanted to watch something on Netflix, you should definitely check out um, The Circle. Season two. Season two was really good. Um, so yeah, the book, you know, the main reason why we're here um, is called The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, which is a Greek mythology retelling of the story of Achilles, which is one of the great regarded as the greatest warrior um, in Greek mythology or Greek history um, and his longtime technically lifelong because these ones were truly in life and in death um, lifelong friend and practically lover. Um, Patroclus, because um, there's a word that Achilles used to describe Patroclus when he was introducing him to his father, and that word I don't remember what it is, but it was more. Um, it meant more than just friend, and I feel like it was really nice because it really shows how intimate a friendship can be. That like friendships are not usually or not really meant to be um, superficial, especially, like, if you have a friend that genuinely loves you, oh, my God, like, that's above, and, you know, it transcends the limits of this world, really, um, and so The Song of Achilles is a heartbreakingly beautiful book, um, in terms of the story, the writing is absolutely, <laughs> the writing is impeccable, like, it is so good, and that, and that, and this is why I said, like, the book was the, um, was the, was my awakening, you know, to just like seeing writing as an art because I started reading this book and I was like, okay, this story is nice, you know, there's, um, you can easily like, the emotions are very well conveyed in the way the words are arranged, you know, so I'm like, okay, this is nice, this is nice. And then I started realizing that I started paying attention to the way the words were arranged, not just like, you know, just reading so I could see a story in my head, but reading so I could actually appreciate the sentences you know the phrases the quotes the dialogue I started paying attention to all those things and the prose the description and I was like "Ah, wait a minute this is this is a really good book you know and Song of Achilles um is that for me and if anybody ever asked me about a book that they should read it would definitely be the Song of Achilles it's a it's a it's a see literally it's heartbreakingly beautiful so it breaks your heart and then it builds it back up again and you feel like whole at the end of it it's a very beautiful book it's not that long I would say it's over 200 pages definitely um if you're reading the like a hard copy of it like a paperback or hard hard cover I think everybody has paperbacks with it I don't think there's any I've never seen a hardcover book of of the Song of Achilles I've only ever seen it in paperback um with different covers um and so still on the line of greek mythology uh the next book i read or i've yeah i've read um is circe by madeline miller which is also a greek mythology retelling and i think madeline miller is practically one of my favorite authors for that like if she was to come up with more books um you know that were greek mythology retellings i would literally buy them without having to like read the description because i know she'll do a good job on it a great job actually um so circe is a retelling of the story of the which slash like demigoddess Circe, who was punished and banished to this island um, alone. Circe is um, the daughter of Helios, who is the god of the sun, by the way. So she was placed on this island and she was cursed to live there forever. And I like to describe this book as like a timeline. I think it's a very, very, because it's told from Circe's perspective. It's a very, very, um, 
don't even know what the word is. It's a very, very intricate, well-detailed timeline of her time there before she got banished and also while she was there. Um, and it just, one thing I really like about it is its interconnection to other Greek myths. Um, and so there's, you know, mentions of like the origins of other stories like Icarus and Icarus's fall. So if you know about Icarus, Icarus um, was the one who his father built him um, wings that were melted onto his back with wax or sealed on his back with wax. And because he flew too close to the sun, the heat from the sun melted the wax and the wings fell off and he ended up falling into the ocean. Um, so that's Icarus. So there's a story of Icarus in there. There's also the story of the Minotaur, um, which in Greek mythology is a half beast, half man, that's actually the daughter of one of Circe's sisters. So, sorry, not the daughter, the son. The Minotaur is the child of one of Circe's sisters. So it's really interesting to just see how her story is connected to so many different stories. And then there's Oedipus and all his warriors and his sons and just ugh, everything. It's just, it's fantastically written. Very, 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 it, it feels very it's like an inviting welcome to somebody's life story. That's really what it is. That's why I use the idea of a timeline or just just like uh, watching a time-lapse video where like everything else is moving around, but just one thing stays like stable in the center and that's Circe. Um, so definitely Song of Achilles and Circe, 10 out of 10 books for me. Like we'll reread them anytime, any day. Um, and after reading those books, I kind of like, okay, well, I kind of like, because, you know, Greek mythology is on the well, I say verge or it's like on the fence of historical fiction and fantasy. Um, and I really like how good of a blend that it is, that it has. Um, and I went on to find out about this um, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. And honestly, the only reason why I found out about this book was because of TikTok. And over the next few episodes, you will definitely hear me mention TikTok so many times because Book Talk, which is a section on TikTok about with people who write and read books, um, honestly has my heart in terms of the fact that they have, they are the plug, the OG, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the plug, the OG, the number one, like, all the books that I've read, all the great books that I've read, including The Song of Achilles and Cersei, I've gotten those recommendations from Book Talk. So that's my favorite place to go in terms of finding um, new books to read. Um, so I saw the cover for this book one day, and this book being The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and I was like, uh-uh, 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 this is such a beautiful cover. And yes, in fact, I did buy the book simply because the cover was very pleasing to look at. Which is not a bad thing because the book was even more pleasing to read. <laughs> so, the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue um, is set. It's a fantasy novel, but it's a. It's not high fantasy in the sense that like it's a whole new world. Um, it is fantasy in the sense that it is like some magic mixed with like uh, real life. Um, so. It starts off in the 1700s in France and kind of works its way down to 2014 New York where a girl from a small village in France, Adeline LaRue, um, decides to make a deal with the gods um, after dark, even though she was told clearly, point blank period, to not do that. Um, but baby girl was trying to escape because uh, she was supposed to get married and she's like, uh-uh, 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 that is not for me. Um, so she decided to plead with the gods and the result of that was having everybody forget who she was meaning that her parents forgot that they had a daughter if if she walked into a room and the the people in the room or somebody in the room walked out and walked back in they wouldn't remember who she was so essentially 
Adeline was forgettable. Um, and the entire book is just a detailing of her experience. Um, and because of that also, you know, she's kind of made like relatively immortal. Um, so it was just a detailing of her experience from the 1700s all the way to 2014 France, where she ends up meeting somebody who also has an interesting story to tell. And I don't want to spoil it, so you might as well just go on and read it. But while I was reading this book, I definitely had a lot of moments where um, I was like, wow, how can somebody's life be like this sad? Like I just had the times when I had to really stop. Cause you know, there's times when you're reading a book and you're just like, ah, let's go. Especially like those books that you pick up at like 10 PM and you just know you're not going to bed till three cause you need to finish and see how the book ends. But this book, I had to take my time with it. Cause I was like, ah, 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 this is, this is very sad. Like, and it's very emotional. Cause I, I annotated the book. Um, cause I love annotating, um, with, um, sticky tabs and I really went in thinking, you know, I'm going to put some red for romance. And there's like purple, a lot of purple for emotion because the book was very, very, very emotional. Um, and I think it was, I think it was a very, I think it was a well-written book. V.E. Schwab and Madeline Miller have some of my favorite, um, um, what's it called again? Writing styles. I think uh, with Madeline Miller, her, I think one of my favorite things about her is her, uh like her descriptive voice like the way she describes things is just immaculate and then with V Shaw I think my favorite thing about her writing style is the dialogue so it's 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 a very 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 nice um it's very very nice their writing styles are both very beautiful so the invisible life of Adela Rue very great book honestly it was it was a very soft read in the sense of like there weren't really that many heavy topics in it um so it was just very easy to kind of glide through but again there's still the emotional aspect of like imagine being forgotten everywhere you go that's nobody ever wants to go through that you know um so the i think the, the invisible life of Adela Rue is kind of it's the book that you'd honestly want to read with like a nice glass of or a nice cup of uh, lemon tea that's honestly the kind of vibe that I get from that book and I think I'm probably going to even do that to more with more books that I describe talk about like what vibe or what setting these books really like fit in <laughs> um I think it's really cool so yeah you know I mentioned before that I bought this book because of the cover and I think one thing that makes me even really happier that I, you know that the reason I bought this book was the reason I did was because in the end of the book or at the end there's a mention of something um and that something connect is connected to the cover um and the cover is the one that has the seven stars and when you finish reading the book and you're just like ah, wait a minute you know you're still like ruminating and processing everything that just happened and you look at the cover and then it clicks you know that you make that connection and it's just like oh my god so i really love when um book covers have like hi- hi- uh, hidden details or have a connection to the story that's being told and i think they did a very fantastic job um with the cover design as well as the story inside of the book so definitely 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 so those three books are some of my favorite books that i've read i'm still going to be talking about a lot more um in coming episodes um but there will be another segment uh, that talks about more books um, but it was a Q&A thing that I did on the internet coming very soon in the same episode. But I'm going to do a quick review, not review, but a quick list of some books that I'm currently reading. I'm just going to talk about two books, actually, that I'm currently currently reading um, and I can't wait to review or talk about. So one of these books is also fantasy. Um, it's called These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong, and it is a Romeo and Juliet retelling set in 1920s Shanghai. 
excuse me, with Juliette Kai and Roma Montagov as the main characters. Um, it is a friends to lovers to enemies to lovers um, <laughs> type book. Um, I think that the writing style is very, 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 it's very thick. Like, it's not like thick in a bad way, but it's thick in like, ooh, this person, this person, this author knows how to write. Um, I, I really enjoy the story because it's very, 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 very visual. Um, and so obviously, what, what's the story, you know? Um, so in 1920s, and the 1920s um, in Shanghai, there's a lot of different, um, let's say, was, it, was it like peak colonization or just like, you know, peak everybody wants to find business and make profit wherever they can. Um, and so in Shanghai, you had the Scarlet Gang and the Montagov Gang. The Scarlet Gang are indigenous to Shanghai, so they're... Um, are they Chinese? I think I would say so. Um, and so you had the the Kai, the Kai family who are from Shanghai. You had the Montagovs who are Russian and moved to Shanghai for business. You had the British, you have the the French and you know, all the other bystanders and players and all the unions and labor groups and everything. Um, and then the monster shows up. So that's the fantasy element of it. A monster shows up that is causing people to go mad and rip out their own throats. And Juliet is like, uh-uh, baby, no. First of all, we're not going to speed past that. <laughs> you didn't just say what you just said. Um, and so, and Roma's also like, uh, babes, babes, don't be scared, babes. But <laughs> there's a monster behind you. Um, not really, though, but. So they end up working together, kind of, after being enemies because of something that Roma did that ended up leading to juliet not trusting him anymore and just breaking their trust and everything blah 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 blah. i haven't finished reading it though but <laughs> i i don't know how it's going and i really hope i don't spoil it for myself because one day i opened the book too bit like too well and then i ended up seeing like a chapter that only had one line i was like no when no, no absolutely not um <laughs> so it seems like a really good book it is a romance um novel give or take um there also is a sequel coming out but i don't think it is out yet so i can't wait to finish reading it and then i'll probably talk about it in a fantasy or like um female leads um episode um and the next book that i'm also going to be reading is called butter honey pig bread by francesca equiasi which is a i think a contemporary nigerian uh, fiction i haven't really looked into it yet but i think just by reading the prologue alone the writing style and the prose of this book is i think the word is resplendent resplendent is something that's just like out of this world beautiful it is this kind of book this butter honey pig bread is the kind of book i feel like you read on a weekend but not just any weekend on a weekend under a tree in your house wearing a boo-boo that has like perfume on it like, you know people that wear, like, sandals in their house? That's the kind of vibe I just get from this book. And not just because of the... Because I don't, I don't even know what the story is yet. It's not, it doesn't look like a really long book, so it's a... Re- excuse me. It seems like a really nice uh, weekend read. But just the cover art and just the the tight... Oh, I don't know. The book has good vibes. It has good vibes. And I'm also going to be annotating this, so I'll probably talk about how I annotate my books um, eventually. But I'm excited to read these two um, over this weekend. Um, these Violent Delights I probably will end up reading longer over a longer period of time. Um, and Butter, Honey, Pig, Bread I'm planning on finishing this weekend or maybe even into this week. So without further ado, let's head on to the next segment, which is a Q&A um, 
a previously recorded Q&A actually about books. But yeah, let's get into it. Thank you. Okay, so now for this segment, oh, this is this segment, like I have different parts of this show, but I'm going to be answering a couple questions that I found on the internet because, you know, I clearly did not have the time um, to ask people to ask me questions about books. Um, so I'm just going to find questions on the internet and answer them. So I found a couple right now and I'm just going to get started. Okay, so the first question here is, um, what is the first book you ever remember reading? Um, the first book for me was this book I read in my... Um, actually, the first book I ever remember reading was... Yeah, well, the first one was... It was called Rainbow Fish and I read it when I was about five and it was about like sharing, you know, sharing is caring, all that kind of stuff. But the first book that I ever read that was like, or more, hey, people they write, was Satu's Journey. I read Satu's Journey in primary two, and it was about this girl, her name was Satu, and I think she was from Liberia. I don't know where the story happened. And something happened, I think there was like a civil war where she lived, and so her family got separated from her. Then she met this Ekomog soldier or something, and then she ended up growing up and and becoming a doctor. And then one day, you know, someone comes into the hospital where she works as a doctor, and she's like, "Wait a minute, I know this person." And then she starts to explain, "Oh, this is what happened here." And I think something. I think I don't know. Somebody's ear got slashed, and I think that's how she was able to know. So then she told the person oh this happened to you something like that and the person knew and then that was how satsu reunited with her family so satsu's journey was definitely one of the first books that had like such an impact on me and i'm just remembering that right now so satsu's journey i read that in primary two and that was a very very great book i loved it i just it was it was beautifully written i actually remember the pictures right now and wow yeah satsu's journey was very 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 cool and then i think we also read this um, I wasn't a book. I was. It was a story. Um, Giant Majuto. Giant Maj- we also read Giant Majuto in primary two. It was about this. There's this village of people. Um, and then Giant Majuto like came in. Honestly, that's actually giving Thanos vibes. Okay, <laughs> so Giant Majuto came in and he like relatively essentially enslaved the people. And so like he would take all their crops and he had everything in the warehouses or something. And then I think he had like four eyes or three eyes or something and what four arms or something. And then there was this person who was like the like a village shaman, kind of like the um, I don't know, maybe the Babalawa of their village. I don't <laughs> I don't really remember. So the, I don't know. I think the person now told them, but well, this is what they have to do or something like that. Yeah, something happened. And then I think flies got released and then that's how Jack Majuto got defeated. And then the people were free again and they were all dancing and everything. I don't really remember that one as much. But but Satu's Journey was definitely one of the first things I read that was like, wow, this is, this is nice. This is nice. <laughs> um, okay, so the next question is, who's my all-time favorite book character? <sighs> Growing up, I read a lot of um, Enid Blyton books. So The Famous Five, The Five Founders. Mallory Towers, um, the twins at St. Clair, um, and then, you know, those, like, enlightened ones where, like, oh, the rabbit and Mr. Shekinikan, <laughs> uh, the broom and the this, the magic jug, or the others ones, yeah, all those little pieces, um, 
but I think a character that I remember now, or the characters that I remember now really, uh, I don't remember their names, but the main characters in, um, what's this book called? Mallory Towers. Um, the one I remember the most now, her name was Will, but I think they called her Bill for some reason. Um, and she had like six, seven brothers and they used to come in on horses when everybody would arrive at Mallory Towers and everything. And I think, honestly, I wanted to go to Mallory Towers because I think I was in ISL when I was, (laughs) I was in ISL when I read Mallory Towers. And I was like, this this is not, (laughs) really, you know, it's not, it's not given, but, um, I read Mallory Towers and, you know, they had the beat and they had their like, was it like, I don't know what it was, but they had like a room where they learned like carpentry or something and like art and they had their dorms and all the matrons and the horses and everything it was given you know good vibes uh but you know yeah i think that's like those are some characters that um really stuck out to me um has a book ever changed your life yes the only self-help book that i've ever read so this was non-fiction it was purely like self-help um was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers by Sean Covey. Um, The first book, or like the original book, I guess, is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, which was written by Stephen Covey. So that's Sean Covey's dad. Um, And so there's so many, there's seven habits, you know, like being proactive, thinking win-win, seek first to understand, then be understood, um, you know, the synergy and all of that, I don't remember the other ones, but synergy and like being proactive and thinking when, when all those, all of those, um, um, they really like resonated with me so well that that book really, really helped me define what kind of young adult or like teenage person I wanted to be really in general at that point. And it was a really, really great book. And they also have a seven habits for highly effective kids too. So there's a kids version and there's a teenager, um, version. And I think if you read the, um, if you like like things being explained in a, I don't know what the word is, but in a in a chill way, like as opposed to like a um, rich dad poor dad or like a you know yeah if you just want things like explained in a chill way so you could you could you could still read the one for teenagers and like still be able to like you know extrapolate stuff from it and say okay yes I understand where this is coming from if you don't want to read the all serious like oh this is how adults work and everything but. It was a really great book, and I think that's one of the books that I would always recommend to people because it was, it was an experience. It was a nice, it was a nice book. Okay, so the next question here says, "What genres do I love?" Um, I want to make a confession <laughs> because when I was younger, hmm, anytime I used to hear people talk about fantasy, I used to be like, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Please carry that away from me." Uh, I remember this um, MC Oloma video. As for me, I don't do it. Thank you. Me, I don't do fantasy. What's that? Please. Please, dear. That is... Mm-mm. So, uh, my, I remember my brother read all the Harry Potter books. We even had this Lord of the Rings book. It was just this one book. I tried reading it. I said, that one got shifted. But I ended up watching the movies. Yeah? It was It was nice. Um, but I never went back to read the book. Um, but at this point, right now, where I am, the some of the best books I've ever read are fantasy books. And I know, I know, that's why it's a confession. I came here, I came here, I came here, I, I, you know, in this life, 
<laughs> in this life you don't write things off you know you may you may not like something it may not seem appealing to you at first but there's that's the reason why patience exists you know you have you, you have to be patient you have to 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 be accepting you know you have to be <laughs> you have to be accepting i don't know if it's making sense i don't i i, I think you understand what i'm saying <laughs> You have to be patient, really, and just allow allow yourself to experience new things, and then you know say yes, wow, can it be more money? But at the end of the day, all on the kabamo, we will not kabamo. Had I knew, had I knew, we not be our you know our situation. But seriously, though, my favorite genre right now um is fantasy. I love 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 it because the whole context of like world building and all the powers and you know and it depends too because you know fantasy also has different levels too there's like high fantasy that are only these people are not from this world and then there's like regular like i don't know if it's urban fantasy but like there's fantasy that's just kind of like infused to like contemporary like modern real day type thing where it's just like sprinkle a little bit of avatar and you know um but yeah um i really love fantasy right now um and obviously romance (laughs) I really love fantasy and obviously romance. So, yeah. Um, and then the next question says, are there any genres that I dislike? And the thing is, actually, no, yes. Number one, horror. Whether in television, whether in billboard, advertisements, telephone call, any form of media, I don't do it. I don't, I don't, I don't roll with it. I don't walk with it. I don't sit with it. I don't sleep with it. Nothing. Horror came in. Uh-uh. Have you not seen the state of the world? I should not be reading horror. <laughs> when I read, it's to make me happy. People that read horror, I don't have anything against them. I think that's like Stephen King and Koye. No, 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 no. Even Goosebumps too, because people used to read Goosebumps when they were kids. No, I don't have anything against you. I don't hold you. I can't. I, nothing. But for me, I don't do it. I don't. I don't do it. Thank you. And then I also, it's not like I dislike it, but I've never really been able to get into it. I've never been able to get into crime or thriller, mystery, action, um, um, novels. Uh, all those Agatha Christie, Murder on the Now, I've never been able to get into them. All those, nah, I don't think so. Who done it type books, I've never really been able to get into them. Adventure fantasy, definitely, but I haven't really been able to get into crime. So I, I won't, like, write it off that, oh, no, I don't like it. But horror, uh, no, 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 that's not too good, you know. So I don't I don't deal with it, <laughs> you know. That's not my, that is not my area of specialization. Thank you. Um, And then the next question, I'll probably do, like, three more or something. But do you prefer paperbacks or ebooks? Um, hmm. Now, let me... D. <laughs> is it origination? I don't know. Um, every person I know, because I already did an episode about this, I had a Wattpad phase, yeah? And with Wattpad, you have access to thousands, practically, of books. Self-published books by practically, what, teenagers? Sometimes adults, because the person that I wrote after was a whole, like, married woman. But, um... Sometimes adults, you know, college students, like young kids in like middle high school, that kind of thing. And everything was just like on, uh, it's all ebooks. Everything on Wattpad was ebooks until they started getting published. Um, and so, some, so if you, ha- there's books that now that if you go to like Target or something, 
you can find like Wattpad, like Wattpad published the book, like, you know, I think Chasing Red is also published after definitely is published and all that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> everything at that point in time, all I was used to reading was just ebooks, ebooks, ebooks. And then um, same thing here, too. I started reading some of the books um, that I read last year as ebook formats on like my Google Play library. But then when I started reading fantasy, I, there's just something about adventure and like fantasy novels that I do not want to be reading it on the screen of an iPhone. I don't want to be reading it on the screen of a tablet. I cannot be reading it on my computer. No, you have to hold the book and the paper. And then you see, there's just something about hardcover. See, paperback, that's even another, that is a boaba. Let's just keep that in one corner. But hardcover books. There's just certain genres that you have to read in hardcover, and fantasy is one of those. So me, when I started reading fantasy, that was I was like, yep, <laughs> yep. So um, I prefer hardcover to paperbacks and paperbacks to ebooks, but it depends on what kind of genre I'm reading too. So I would rather read fantasy in hardcover. Um, I'd rather read contemporary books in paperback, and I would rather read um, um. Also, contemporary books and ebooks. So, contemporary books can be in paperback or ebooks, really. I don't really care. But fantasy, um, Greek mythology, um, adventure fantasy, all that kind of stuff, I think would be really nice in hardcover. Especially if you get like a collector's edition type book or a, um, or just like a hardcover that like people actually, they actually put attention to detail in the, not just on the jacket, but like on the cover itself. Oh, I love when the story connects back to the cover itself and I think a good book that does that is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab the book cover the ending of the book explains why the book cover well it doesn't explain why the book cover is the way it is but by the time you finish reading the book you understand why the book cover is what it is and and I think it's so stunning and the funny reason funny thing is I don't know if I already said this but I bought The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue because of the book cover and the fact that like reading the entire book justified the book cover i was like oh yeah thank you very much best thing ever hashtag goals um so yeah definitely definitely hardbacks um over everything else um and then what book series do i hope will be or pray hope and pray it's never hope or hope and pray will be turned into a movie or tv show one day the caraval series by stephanie gaba end of story period no cap printer no facts <laughs> um the caraval series has three books um caraval legendary and finale and each of those books i have described and i just <clears throat> see some days i just think about them i just go back and i look back and i say wow you really late no 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 <laughs> you know when you know when Yoruba people say ah no baby you're good oh good and no that book was those books were rather those books were good and I would love to see an adaptation of them um and I think they would do well as like seasons for some reason I thought they would I thought about the whole like it be them being movies so like three movies uh for the three books but I was like hmm I think having it like a uh seasonal like um seasonal like a series would be so much better especially because of that whole like fade to black like, okay the night ends and then okay we start the game again you know that kind of thing I, I think that's what's that's what i want to see and then i'm gonna pick one more question oh okay i think this is a uh, very very 
classic or very very nice to end up this uh, to wrap up this segment um the question is what is more important to you prose or story um when i started reading again or a lot more last year um i the first wasn't the first book actually i read a lot of different books but when i read the song of achilles uh by madeline miller i i was reading the book and i was like because you know uh, stories really help a visual and if you're a good um if you have a really good imagination when you're reading a story or you're reading a book or a novel you very automatically quick to visualize yes <laughs> automatic what like you literally it's like what is this uh rick and morty thing wait rick is the is the scientist right so morty's the kid so it's like, yeah, Morty, look, I'm Silverbed Galeria Cinemas. I'd be Silverbed Cinemas. You automatically, your brain automatically turns into a whole movie theater. And that's why sometimes people who read books don't really like, like, uh, live action adaptations because they don't really fit the, um, you know, the expectations that they have. Mostly because when you visualize, like, a book or, like, a writing, it's subjective. So it's, like, it's subject to your interpretation or to your experiences or to the limits of your imagination, really. So, like, if a if a um, if an if a director or producer, like a, anyone who's in charge of the whole like live screen, I say live screen, a live action adaptation, if they don't meet up to your expectations, you're like, ah, what is this nonsense? It can waste the money. You just wasted money. You know that kind of thing. But um, I think um, that's just that's by decide. That's not even the question. So um, so when I so, so when I read um the song of Achilles last year, I was visualizing the story. It was very nice, and I was you know I was vibing with it. You know, I was digging it. Pretty cool. You know, whatever. Um, and then I just, at a point I was like, the words of this book, the way these words are arranged and the way things are described are so beautiful that like, at a point in time I had to pay attention both to the story that I was visualizing in my head, the way the words were arranged and the way, and the way like those words made me feel outside of the story like itself, outside of the feelings that the story evoked, but just the way the words were arranged was so beautiful that I was like, this is, this is very, 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 very amazing, you know, to experience. So um, that was the, that was when I when I read that I was like, oh yeah, I'm a changed reader right now. I'm a changed reader. Like I have gone through a metamorphosis of, <laughs> of the reader because. Usually when you're reading a book, it's just, okay, please, I'm here to see the film in my head. And I close the book and I move on. Um, but when I read the song of Achilles, I was like, wow. There's doings and there's doings. <laughs> you know, there's reading and there's reading. So I did that. And um, so after reading that, um, I started paying more attention to the, to the, way, the writing style of authors. Um, and and I see the, so the writing style of Madeline Miller was what made her my... Uh, one of my favorite authors, and that's why I also read Circe by her also. Um, so, you know, yeah, so after that, what I started paying attention to were three things. One was definitely the prose, the writing style, the way the, the story is written. I like when stories are written in third person. Not that I, I, I took a shower and I carried my Jansport backpack with my, I'm a keep keep. <laughs> No, um, I really like when stories are written in third person and when there's multiple POVs in a book. Oh, yes, please. Thank you. I'll take 10, you know. Um, but seriously, though, I look out for the way the writing style. I also look out for the story. If I'm reading a story, 
if him yeah my coma makes sense i'm reading something and i'm visualizing it and it's like you cut it cut it what am i saying in my head what are you telling me you know like if he's not giving what he's supposed to give i'm sorry it wasn't meant to be end of story <laughs> quite literally end of story actually for me um it's very it's a very 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 important it's a very, oh, oh, crucial it's a very crucial very 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 what's another word for critical very critical aspect of my reading experience so the writing style once again the visualization aspect of it and the emotional aspect of it me i like i like catching feelings it's something that i do do it for fun you know not 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 too much though because you know not too much of everything is not good but i do like catching feelings and i see if there's anything that makes you catch feelings in this world fast, it's a book. Read a good book and you <laughs> it is that's no Yoruba will say a borrow so for Maluabi is half of the word. Nobody knew it. I second at the one. It will become whole. Um but Yes, jokes apart. Um, it's just jokes apart. I want to say, um, but yeah. So those three things: um, the emotions that a book makes me feel, um, and including the the way like just the writing makes me feel outside of the story, um, the writing style of the author, and as well as the visualization aspect. And I think that wraps up my Q and A session for my book, which also wraps up this episode of the podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I just want to give a disclaimer that I don't know if I've mentioned it before. But book hangovers are real, though. They are real. If you read a book... You know, when when you read a book, and the book should now make you soliloquize, as in you enter a state of, huh, baby, <laughs> you start thinking about, wow, I can't believe it. Wow, how did this happen? And then you, you're like, in fact, four weeks out of reading a book, you're like four weeks gone, so it's like you closed the book. I just remember something out of the way. Oh, shit. She should not have done that. Oh, this. This should have happened this way. So, yes. Uh, you enter. Proceed with caution as you read. Uh, but the main thing is make sure to enjoy. Reading, I think, is a very beautiful, beautiful thing. And writing and just books are a very beautiful form of art. And storytelling is very important to our experience as humans. So, make sure to read a book, tell a story, write a story, and, you know, just cherish the stories that we have around us. Per Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and week and summer. Um, stay safe. You know, Corona, we are still in a panoramic, panel, panel, panasonic. It has not finished though, because <laughs> I don't know. Do everybody's moving now. <laughs> it's as if it didn't even happen. But, you know, it did. It really did. It did do something before it left. Uh, before it's... Well, it's still here. So it's not, it hasn't even left. Um, but make sure you stay safe. Drink water. Stay hydrated. And make sure you eat your fruits to help your immune system. And make sure you read. And if you do read, make sure to tag me on Twitter at Lady of Lagos. Um, I can't wait to see your reviews and your also your recommendations if you have any books that you'd love me to read and probably review just let me know and i will check them out thank you so much and that's it from here bye